With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pour one more beer for me. Exile needs quality. So savagely. Best beer in all the land. Brewed with a loving hand. From bottle, keg, or can. Exile Brewing. E-X-I-L-E. For me. E-X-I-L-E. Let's drink. Crack open a Zoltan today. Enjoy your exile. HN Podcast. John Miller along with the, gosh, what do I want to call him? The maestro of round ball, Wolfgang, <laughs> is back. Um, this, you know, we didn't plan on this. It was the middle of the second half. He was tweeting. I was tweeting. And I was like, man, do I want to do a podcast on an exhibition game? What am I going to talk about by myself? And I'm like, well, let's reach out to Wolfgang. And he was down. So uh, welcome back, Wolfgang. Hey, John, you had to find a loser that had nothing going on on Friday nights. A lot of my friends are out with friends, partying, drinking, having fun. But this is my kind of party, John, as you know. No question about it. It's basketball season. And, you know, I think I can speak for you. I've been waiting for this one since March. Um, I've been extremely excited for this basketball season to begin. I told a lot of friends this summer uh, and just only recently revealed it, and it has nothing to do with that Iowa lost against Northwestern in football this last week. But I kind of just wanted to grit my teeth and get through football season because I expected that it was going to be kind of a grind this year, and that's okay. Those happen every now and then. I was just really excited with this depth with these young players in Garza and Nunji, uh, who I will call Chitwood. Uh, and now Connor McCaffrey. We'll talk about all those things, but but, you know, generally speaking, you know what? Let's let's not do general thoughts on an exhibition game. We'll probably sprinkle those in along the way. Let's let's go player by player um, to start with. Let's start. You know, I think you've got the box score pulled up in front of you. I would guess. I do. Yep, we're ready to go. Yep. Man. So let's just go down the line. Uh, Jordan Bohannon, nineteen points, twenty six minutes, four assists, zero turnovers, five boards, four of seven from three, and my gosh, he. He can just make shooting three-pointers look so, so easy. Yeah, I tweeted out, it's gotten to the point now, John, when when Bohannon misses a three-pointer, you're like, is his hand broken? Um, You know, does he need a vision test? Because, what, the last 13 games, 14 games the last year, 51% from three-point range, something like that. He's sick, and he does it way out. The guys have to come guard him way out, which is going to help the inside game, which we will get into. And I can't wait to talk about that. The negative on Bohannon today, how many guys hit three-pointers over him? Don't know that it was his fault. He was there. He's not that tall. Doesn't You were making fun of me for my love of wingspan. And, yes, I do. My I love wingspan. He doesn't have it. And they were just hitting three-pointer after three-pointer over them. I don't know if 
with this thing that we got with the Big Ten network to go, can we rewatch that and find yes. out how many threes he had over? Or do they just do that with regular season games? Yeah, you, you can rewatch it. Yeah, I think it's on demand for sure. But, you know, I, I think I think part of what I saw tonight defensively, A, the intensity just wasn't there. And I, I think until you go start playing against other teams, it's difficult to replicate that intensity in practice because you're also near the end of your, you know, preseason practice period and everybody gets burned out on that i saw iowa just miss a lot of um matchups in transition i think some of their they played four sometimes five guards out there and i think Iowa just had a hard time identifying their guy in transition and i'm not trying to make excuses i do think this team is going to be better defensively i don't think that they're necessarily going to be great i also think we might see them play quite a bit of zone this year because they have some rim protectors now in garza and nunji although garza can't jump as you accurately tweeted out during the game doesn't matter because he does have that wingspan and he will definitely affect things so I'm not too worried about that. It was nice to see him. Um, he looks a little quicker to me uh, than he looked last year. And maybe it's just he's just really confident. He he definitely does not need to go down to the quick trip to pick up any swagger uh, oh, late at no. night. He, John, he has it. And, yeah, I pointed that out. I've been saying that. He, he kind of has concrete in his shoes. He can't jump. So those of you that did not get to see the game have not watched any of the primetime league game or any of the video of the overseas trips – don't think this four-star guy from D.C., the Gatorade Player of the Year, is going to come in and be a high-flying dunker. That's not his thing. He's good at he's good with his body around the basket. He's good with the hook. He's good with both hands. Um, he's got nice touch. And this is a guy you're going to eventually. I don't know how you believe on this, John. I don't believe in freshmen making three-pointers. I just don't count on that. But eventually, this guy is going to be hitting three-pointers for Iowa, and his free-throw percentage is going to be good. I don't know that I count on it this year, but don't expect this guy to be doing great dunks. I saw somebody tweeted at you about Woody. People still can't get over Woody, John. Gee, many. Yeah, because I, 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 I tweeted out, and, I, and I, I was reticent to tweet this because I knew it was going to come. I tweeted out that Luca Garza is far more advanced offensively as a freshman than Adam Woodbury was, which that might be one of the like, you know, duh statements of the year. He's probably more advanced offensively than Woody ever was. But Woody was a great contributor defensively, as we all saw last year. So, dude definitely was a, a very good player for this program and did things that just didn't show up a lot in the stat sheet. Garza's offensive skill set at this early age is something that you rarely see in big men. You just don't. They're the they're the the take the longest to develop their offensive games. Do big men and. While he can't jump that, he's not an explosive jumper, his footwork is really good, and he's really, really confident. And there were a few times off pivot moves that he made that half hook shot. Um, You know, I I think it could wind up hurting him on rebounds with regards, you know, on, on the defensive glass with regards to his lack of jumping ability or at least perceived. But he did have nine rebounds in this game, but Iowa was playing against a bunch of a bunch of little guys. But, boy, his offensive game is really – I tweeted it out this summer that I felt that he was the most refined offensive big man Iowa will have as a freshman since uh, life is a G, Guy Rucker, and then going back even to Michael Payne. And, I, and, and I'm going to stand by that. 
Yeah, John, you've been obsessed with basketball, and I love it. I mean, I can tell your passion. The fan, you know, I'm sure you've been doing this for a long time, and you, sometimes it becomes a job maybe, or but I can hear the fan in you about the basketball, and I'm guessing the fact that all these national people, almost no national people, people that I've heard. I'm going to go and buy every single basketball magazine tomorrow, but I've been reading a lot of stuff online. I can't think of too many guys that have Iowa in the NCAA tournament. And we're sitting here, John, I'm probably, you know, I'm looking at, you know, Trent Conn and I'm listening to you. I'm listening to other Hawkeye fans that are either on the radio, Rob Howe, and, and we're looking at like, I think we're going to be in the NCAA tournament and I think we're going to do something special. Back to Garza, what I want to bring up one of the weaknesses that I've seen with this Iowa program over Fran McCaffrey that was not a weakness with Tom Davis was feeding the post. I think Fran McCaffrey, that is one of his negatives over the years, and I love the guy. I think he was the perfect coach for Iowa to come in here and kick some butt and take some names and let's do this and do it the right way with what we see what's going on with the FBI. But I'm telling you right now, I think that I'm going to exaggerate a little bit. We are going to see more feeding the post this year than we had the last five years combined. I'm exaggerating, but I don't think I'm exaggerating that much. Right. You watch what you're about ready to see, John. Right. And, and I and I tweeted about that late. I, I certainly can't speak to all of that. But, you know, Connor McCaffrey, I, I noticed when, you know, in the second half, he was bringing the ball up. He was playing point. I think Bohannon was the two guard at that time, which I actually liked that look. Mm-hmm. And, and McCaffrey had his head up the whole time, but he was looking at Garza, who had ran down in the four lane, got to the got to the block and turned and posted up and presented a, a perfect target. Well, McCaffrey bided his time to find the right lane to not get a tip away from the man that was guarding him, and he hit it and he fed it to Garza. And that's the kind of thing that I think you're right. More often than not, Iowa has not been good at feeding the post. And frankly, this year, considering that they have at least four big men who are very comfortable with back to the ba- a basket, um, pivot and ho- hook shot moves, half hook shot moves, uh, guys that are comfortable going glass. They may have five if you you know consider what Nunji likely will be able to do down there when he plays the four. You've got to feed the post because that's where Iowa's bread is going to be buttered. So I, I I agree with you. Moving down the list that they have um, Isaiah Moss. He tweaked his ankle in the first half. I bet he could have played if it was a Big Ten game. But I think they just kept him out in the second half. No need to to, um, to jack with that because he's a very integral part of this team. Um, Tyler Cook, 16 points. Uh, on, let's see how many rebounds. Four rebounds. Six of eight from the line. That was nice to see. I mean, 27 minutes. But there were times that just, you know, they were looking to do other things. The dude looks a little bit lighter on his feet this year. And he, and he looks a little more cocky if that's the right word i don't know you're talking about cook john yeah tyler cook yes oh he was plenty cocky last year you kidding me he'd look at people like like he wanted to murder them yeah i remember the time that's the kind of guy we need on this team yeah but he he you don't agree with that like in years past guys like you know the gazelle we love them the woodies but they lacked confidence at the end of games you look at some of those looks that Hemsel and or Cook were giving people last year. It makes me happy. It makes me feel really good to see guys with confidence. And we just lost a guy that didn't have confidence. Did I want him on the team? Absolutely. Were you a guy that liked Christian Williams? You you saw maybe the potential. I never saw it. I hear lockdown defender. I hear all this stuff. I don't believe that. 
if Connor McCaffrey decides to play this year, I think that's a good thing, and it's a better thing than had Christian Williams been getting the minutes. Well, all you agree of, or no? All, have you seen Christian Williams, John? Because I have. I've seen him in person. I've seen him on tape, and that dude can see passes before. I mean, before they happen. You mean Connor McCaffrey? He's obviously a coach's son. Yeah. He hits the three, hits the free throws, and this this guy has to play now, in my opinion. I, I think there's zero question that he will play. Wouldn't, okay. su- wouldn't surprise me if over the course of sometime the next two weeks we'll hear that he's going to redshirt in baseball and that he's going to wow. play this year. Now, I up until up until Williams left, I just kind of felt that McCaffrey wouldn't play basketball and he would wind up making his way to baseball because he's – I'm not saying like he's a surefire major league player, but he's a major league prospect. He's definitely a pro prospect. His ceiling's much higher in baseball than it is in basketball. Um, he's got a chance to get paid in baseball, so I'm not going to. But Iowa needs him in basketball. Um, so yeah, he he definitely ha- he he is a phenomenal passer. There's no question about it. So um, Nicholas Bear wasn't you know didn't do much on this night, but we all know what he can do. We've already mentioned Luca Garza, 17 points, nine boards, eight of 13 from the floor. Uh, dude is picking up where he left off against the uh, All Star teams they played in Germany. Um, Ahmad Wagner. Four points, two boards in 18 minutes. He is what he is. I think he has a role in this team. Um, I don't think it'll be an 18-minute. Or I'm sorry, that wasn't 18 minutes. It was at 18 plus minus 10 minutes. I think 10 minutes is probably uh, in the realm for him. Macy Daly, two points in nine minutes. Probably going to be similar to what he sees this year. Now, we've made it down to my boy, Jack Nungey. You know, I've been incredibly, <laughs> yeah, nickname, nickname. incredibly high on this guy. I sent you a, a, a Twitter direct message a few weeks ago with a uh, uh, a photo by photo. I didn't even say any, any names, but it was Jimmy Chitwood next to Jack Nungy. Oh, man. Dude, he's freaking Chitwood. And you know what? On a couple of his threes tonight, a player from the past in the Big Ten flashed into my head, and he played for Purdue. His shot, to me, looked just like it. And I'm not saying that he has this guy's all-around game yet. He certainly doesn't. I don't know if he has the nasty streak that this guy played with. Few people in my lifetime of watching Big Ten basketball did. But his shot reminded me a lot of this guy from Purdue from, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. You know who it is? The the crazy guy that gave tons of effort, right? Brian Cardinal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and of okay. course I have, I have to watch that now. Yeah, I ha- I had to make the white on white comparison too because that is um, <laughs> you must do that. Nunji, sixteen points, six of six from the floor, including three of three from three, to go with nine rebounds in seventeen minutes. His per number in this game, as Jeremiah, tell people what that means, John. Not everybody knows that. It's basically it's kind of a glorified new age statistic that gives you a rating on your statistics and extrapolates them kind of over a per 40 minute kind of a deal. Um, I think I've got it right. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I love those statistics, man. I love the analytics. Yeah. And Jeremiah Davis tweeted that, that Nunji's per number was 26 and elite is considered 30 average is 15. I mean, it was just 
just a great game from him. You know, he he made it. He he dove after a ball that was flying out of bounds, and he had no chance to get it. But dude just laid out flat and dove, which scares me for six eleven guys in their backs. But I've some been, people would call that fake hustle. But with what we were seeing in the defense in the first half. I don't call it fake hustle. I want to see that. I want to see a guy, no matter if it's a 2% chance of getting that, go get it. And, John, we talked about minutes. Did we not do a podcast about minutes? I After the the overseas trip, I was putting Nunji's minutes down because I didn't think he had a good – obviously, we didn't see it. Okay, We saw one game on the internet, and we're just looking at stats beyond that. I wasn't sure that maybe this guy was going to have a lot of minutes. This game, if you didn't see it, Nunji looked great, John. Well, yeah, he, he showed his repertoire, and the guy can play the three for you. I think he played mostly three in this game tonight. And they're saying he's 6'11". He is and legit 6'11". That's sick. Yeah, he's a legit 6'11". And, um, yeah, he's he's got the Jared Utah starter kit going, but he's got more swagger at the same age than Utah had as a junior, maybe even as a senior. And it's not like he's dripping swagger, he, he, but he dude is confident. He he plays with more aggressiveness than than Utah did. So he's been my boy ever since I Iowa offered him and I saw a tape of him and you know the runner up and Mr. Basketball in Indiana. I, he just I'm excited now. I'm not look saying. up and down the, the roster right now, John. You have it right in front of you with our with our stats and everything. Look up and down the roster. Who doesn't have confidence on this team right now? It seems like everybody has confidence. Who's that? Dom Ewell and Macy Daly. They'd be the only two. And I, you know what? I even think Dom Ewell has a place maybe somewhere down the line if somebody's pressing us. He's a big guy that has good handle. Nobody ever points that out about him. He actually has really good handle. He may have points during the season if we play pressing teams or whatever that Dom Ewell may, may get that chance. But how many guys, again, John, you brought it up over and over over the years, you know, okay, Wolfgang, you know, you like this guy. You like Craner. Okay, I love Craner. Freaking love him. Well, how many minutes do you want him to have, Wolfgang? I don't know. I don't know. So what I want to do, instead of the season, the whole season, and breaking down those minutes, let's go Big Ten. Just Big Ten maybe sometime. And who's going to be playing? Because Daly probably isn't going to be playing. You throw that out. You just go Big Ten. Is that more fair? Do you understand why maybe those numbers are skewed when you're when you're doing the total well, season against sure. chump, chump teams? Sure. Yeah, because like tonight, you know, Bohannon with 26 minutes, Cook with 27, Garza with 26, Nunji with, with 17. Uh, Ellingson with 14, McCaffrey with 18, Pemsel with 13. I'd probably, I think McCaffrey, if he pulls the red shirt, which I think he will, you're probably looking at a, a, a seven to ten minute per game max from him. Um, you know, Pemsel I think gets more than 13 minutes a game. Creener had eight points in eight minutes, and I'm telling you, good John, he's he he's really good. good. He's a guy that plays. He played with a high level of confidence. Dude has a little swagger to him. The black and gold unites us all, but then what? Kevin the Flag Guy from Heartland Flags here. If you're listening to this podcast, you bleed black and gold. But what comes after the Hawks? For me, it's the Cincinnati Reds and Cincinnati Bengals. Nope, can't explain it. What about you? Packers and Wizards? Pelicans and Sharks? NASCAR and the Jags? 
Bulls, Bucks, and Chargers, whatever flag you want, we've got it. Jump online to heartlandflags.com and shop our huge inventory of sports teams' flags. You won't find a better selection or better prices anywhere, guaranteed. And to top it off, free shipping on all purchases at heartlandflags.com. Oh, and that Iowa flag you've been flying since the Hawks last went to the Orange Bowl? Time to step up and freshen up with a new design. Check out our Hawkeye selection when you're shopping for your other favorite team flags at heartlandflags.com, where you'll never pay for shipping. I really love, I even tweeted out, how, how do you keep him out of the mix? I mean, he's, he's a good ball player. Probably have to go back to 86, 87 to find a team this deep, with talent now that 86 87 team you know players one through seven or you know those guys i think all played in the nba or at least had a cup of coffee and i'm not saying that this roster is that talented but this roster is deeper with regards to players that deserve minutes relative to the team they're on in the league they're in and it is a it is a unbelievable problem fran's gonna have you know trent condon brought something up when I was on with him recently, and he asked me if, if, I, if I thought that Fran might be able to kind of do some things like you see in the NBA and, and say on, on this night, hey, hey Ryan Craner, I'm, I'm not going to play it tonight. We're going to give you a rest, and the next game you're going to play, and then you know Cordell, we're going to give you the night off just to keep these guys fresh because otherwise – I don't know how Fran's going to do it with his minutes. I, I, I don't think you can keep everybody happy every game. And there may be some games where, based upon matchups and what you see, you may just do something like that. We don't do matchups, unfortunately, John. But you know what we need to do is go – Ankeny has two schools right now, right? Yeah. Iowa needs two schools. And we need to maybe next podcast have a draft of the 14 players and we'll draft. I'll take the first pick, okay? Ladies first, right? Okay. I'll take the first pat the pick, and then I'll let you go, and then we'll we'll figure out those top seven. I'll have a team of seven. You'll have a team of seven, and we'll let people judge uh, which team would win. What do you think about that? What are we waiting for? <laughs> well, I thought we might. I don't know. I don't know how far along we are, and I don't know how much time you have. Man. Oh, I see. You, I see what you're doing. It's it's twenty. We're twenty minutes in, so you're just you're saving the ammo for the next one. Okay, good job out of you. Um, I, I'm just so excited. I, I'd be ready to roll it right now, but that's all right. But tell me about Creener. Tell me because I, you know, I love him. And if you were his father, okay, if you were his dad or his uncle or his grandfather or whatever, his brother. What would you tell this guy? Because this guy is good, deserves to play on a good team, and I don't know how many minutes he's going to get. The guy can hit outside shots, outside jumpers. He has good feet, good hands. Last year, Fran McCaffrey said, Craner, Kreiner, whatever you call him, led the team in rebounds in practice. People like this are going to get left because you can't, play 13 guys and i know i'm pretty sure you agree with me on that how many can you go 10 um yeah i mean and that's what the 86 87 team did there was 10 players that averaged double minutes with kent hill being uh down at the bottom and okay and again i will ask you to look up the big 10 play forget the entire season where we're playing you know bs teams right we, we keep doing this minute stuff the entire season. I want to know when the games matter. That's what I'm talking about. Well, and that's, and that's why I think when you get into the Big Ten, and I'm not saying like, you know, Trent's point would outright happen, but I think it probably would happen somewhat, you know, organically in that 
you know, some, you know, like how many times are we going to hear Fran McCaffrey press conferences this year when he said, you know what, uh, player X deserved to play more. I got to get him more minutes. We're going to hear it every freaking game um, because it's his way of publicly acknowledging their effort. And you like that, John. Why? It, it seems like you're bashing him there. I know you're not. That's I mean, I respect that. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. It is what it is. I mean, that's just the thing. I mean, because he is going to have a problem. And some nights, some of these forwards aren't going to play. Now, it's not going to be a problem at guard. I mean, although I just don't I, I don't have high expectations for Macy Daly's minutes. And I think Connor probably is going to steal some of those. I mean, Cordell Pemsel. I mean, there were remember that stretch last year when Tyler Cook was hurt? He's a stud. I mean, Pemsel, yeah. And they're talking about how he feels as good as he's felt since before his knee injuries as a sophomore in high school. And he's he's lighter. I mean, how are you going to keep him up? Uh, um, Brady Ellingson tonight looked more aggressive. And we've been hearing all offseason, even from out of his mouth, how he's going to shoot more. He's going to be more aggressive. And, and that's fine because he's a good shooter. So th- these are all great problems to have. And I still will say I think this team is a Joe Wieskamp away from yeah. challenging for the Big Ten championship this year. And even when I say challenging, I, I still would give Michigan State the favor if Wieskamp were, um, w- was on this team. But they're one guard away from being a legit Sweet 16 team because at the end of the year, this is a guards game. And I'm not saying that the whole world rests on Wieskamp's shoulders next year. I just happen to think he's going to be able to come in and make an impact and join Moss and Bohannon and Ellingson uh, in the backcourt. And who knows if McCaffrey, what he'll be doing next year. Got a lot of those things to play no, out. But break news, John. I mean, you, you have your ear to the you know the program and stuff. Break news. You, you feel confident that Connor McCaffrey is going to be playing this year. He's going to burn his red shirt. Are you feeling that right now? This is an opinion. This is not news. If it was news, I would frame it as such. But I would wager a good amount of money that he's playing. And I would not have said that two days ago. Okay. Then does Christian Williams leaving make this team better because I believe it does now because I have that much faith in Connor McCaffrey uh it, that remains to be seen it, it could I mean that's that's an interesting hypothesis I I, I do think and I, and I felt this way before Williams left because he he is their best perimeter defender I think um but you know he's not going to give you much offensively and, and that's one of the neat things when you look up and down this lineup of guys that we think are going to play you know decent minutes you know, with with the exception of Wagner, um, guys that I see in the in, in the real rotation, these guys aren't one trick ponies. You know, Pete last year, great offensive player, not a good defensive player. He averaged twenty points per game, but how much of a minus was he on the defensive end? Did did the guy that he guard go from a twelve point player per game to an eighteen point player per game when Pete was playing because of Pete's defensive uh, de- deficiencies? Wait a second, a guy on radio or a podcast bringing up defense? That's crazy. <laughs> so I think, you know, from a uh, not like the true plus minus, but you know what I'm getting at. If, Pete's, if, sure. Pete, if Pete averaged 20 points per game, he giveth and he taketh away. Maybe his net was 14 a game. Um, and you can replace that. It's, you can't replace pure 20 if the guy was also a lockdown defender. That's a guy you can't replace. But I think you can replace the other. So I think most of Iowa's players that are going to play are not guys that you get one great side of the floor for them and the other is a huge deficiency. That said, 
I think Connor McCaffrey is going to struggle defending quick guards in the Big Ten. We know Jordan Bohannon, that's not his bag or wasn't last year. We're going to have to see it to believe it this year. They got, they have to, John. You're bringing up defense. I'm saying, they'll, appreciate that. I'm saying I think they'll play more zone this year. Okay. I don't know. All right. You put it out there to me because I am not a zone lover. I don't love it. I didn't love it in Dr. Tom's days. Um, but then you play high school basketball and, pe- and teams keep switching defense. It throws you off guard, right? You didn't have to play NBA or college or high school. Or, I mean, you can play eighth grade basketball and know that when they switch defenses on you, it slows you down a little bit. So you think they're going to play? Now, they started off in zone on how many possessions, right, John? But they, did, they, did they go to the zone much more? You know I love to watch games twice. How much more zone did they play the rest of the game? Not a lot, right? You're talking about tonight? Yeah, tonight. They yeah, didn't. I, I don't think that they did tonight. I think it was the 13-14 season. I'm pulling their schedule up from that year because there was one game specifically where I thought they'd really play the zone because of the matchup they had. Um, and it was at Indiana. Okay, it wasn't 13-14. They lost that game. We go to 14-15 and see if that was the one they won at Indiana because Indiana was a really guard-dominated team that year. Uh, yeah, here it was. It was March 3rd of 2015, and they're going into Indiana, and I felt like Iowa had to play zone because of their, their guards were so quick. Because when you play – I felt like their guards were going to get past Iowa's guards regardless. Mm-hmm. But they Iowa had Woodbury in there, and they had Utah in there, guys that could affect shots around the rim. And I felt, you know what? Indiana's guards are going to get in the paint, whether it's man or zone. At least with the zone, there's help behind there. And when you play man, the other team can run offensive sets to where when their guards get past you, there is it's tougher to help at the rim. And Iowa did it in that game, and they won 77-63 to against what I think was a pretty good Indiana team in 20. You know, they were okay. Um, but at any rate, I think you're going to see a lot of that this year because I think other teams' guards are going to have a lot more success getting past Iowa's guards. But this year with Nunji and Woodbury, uh, I think you have a little better help defenders Garza. than you did last year. Yeah, I'm sorry, Woodbury. I said Woodbury. Garza. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I, you, you got to stay in front of your guys. I saw them. Uh, a couple of the guys switched that up in the second half. Obviously, Fran had spoken to them about that. Stay in front of your freaking man. I love the fact that Fran is over and over and over again talking about defense. I love that. Please keep talking about defense. Um, I love the fact that he's feeding the post this year. And it's just obvious how many times we're going to feed the post. It was just ridiculous how many times we did this year. Obviously, we're going to be going against better teams in the future, not four-guard lineups where – and, again, we talk about matchups. Did you see Nunji? Did you see the guy trying to guard Nunji? There was a foot. They even brought it up. I can't remember the guy's uh, – the announcer's name. He's from Iowa. He's got a UNI background. But the guy was a foot shorter than Nunji. Let's just throw out our offense, forget whatever offense we were running, John, and post him up on the block with a guy that's 12 inches shorter than him. I've been saying it for years. I don't get it. And it's not all Fran's fault. 
It's the players. They need to recognize, and I don't know what kind of freedom Fran gives them. I know he gives a lot of the players green lights, but if you see somebody, if you see a point guard that's a foot shorter than Nudgy or a, back in the day Aaron White was being guarded by point guards, all right, offense, throw it away. Let's just go school ball. You played on the playgrounds, John. You played basketball. That's what you do. It's in every sport. It's all about matchups. Yeah, and you definitely need to take advantage of that. And I, I, I think they're going to have an opportunity to do that this year. We'll see whether or not they do it. Um, some post-game tweets coming out. Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation saying um, McCaffrey commenting on Isaiah Moss's ankle injury. It's minor, tightened up at halftime, no need to risk it. So our assumption was correct. Uh, Fran also saying that the decision on whether Connor will play this year or not uh, is has yet to be made. He needs to talk with Rick Heller, who is out of town. And I'm of the opinion that's just more courtesy than anything else. But we'll yeah. see. I don't always uh, get everything right. Um, and I will but, tell you again, that is a good thing. That if Christian Williams went bye-bye and we get Connor McCaffrey instead, our team just got better. Yes, I said it. If you disagree with me, fine, tell me. I'm more than willing to back it up. Our team just got better. Because I know you were a Christian Williams potential guy. But you know what the P thing is. Yeah, you know, and, and what I... I can't sit here and say I saw a superstar in him, but what I saw was a six foot six point guard who had decent handles, who was good on defense, which younger players typically aren't, and I was hopeful that the offense could develop. Um, the outside shot didn't develop, and when your outside shot doesn't develop as a guard, you're hurting your as a point guard you're really hurting your team because that means the defender just backs off of you and gives it to you and it clogs things up and it totally it totally mucks up your whole offense. And you just can't have that. I mean, Jordan Bohannon isn't the quickest or fastest guy, but you have to guard him out to 27 feet. And if you're going to guard him out to 27 feet, then he has an advantage on a lot of players because if you're that close and sucked up on somebody, they can get past you a little bit easier with little moves because you have to react and chase. And that's where Jordan gets over. So, although I will say this, uh, when Connor McCaffrey, if he if he's out there this year, just like what you saw last year with Jordan Bohannon, Illinois did this to Iowa a couple times and did it real well. Overplay extension man to man out high. Yeah, that, that's one of the ways that you can negate Iowa's height advantage on offense is by limiting Iowa's ability to get into and or comfortable in their half-court sets. And you make those entry passes come from farther away and more difficult angles, and it allows your bigs an opportunity to get in there and deflect and mess up the passing lanes. And again, people are probably listening to this because I have seen Connor McCaffrey. I've talked to people that have seen him play. You're talking about a 40-plus percent three-point shooter and 80 plus percent three or uh, free throw shooter and then you look at just again stereotype but i would say this even if i didn't know his dad was a coach he plays like his dad is a coach and his vision and all that stuff i'm not saying he's going to be a superstar this year so everybody don't think that but i'm saying he is bringing more to the table than christian williams would have i understand people thought christian williams was a lockdown defender that's not what i saw is he better defender than the guards that we have yes lockdown defender no 
All right. Anything else uh, from this one? I mean, it, it's an exhibition game. These are basically scrimmages. I have zero expectations from this. I mean, Michigan State struggled in their scrimmage um, last night, and although everyone reminded me they were playing an elite Division two team. Okay. That's fine. Um, so I, my expectations weren't high. First half, you know, I actually trailed by one, like 47-46 at halftime. Played a little better defense in the second half. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's just good to have uh, a little chairs, lifted. John. I switched chairs at half. So re- give are you me. really one of those people? Big, big, big game. Big game with Billy, uh, what was it, Billy Jewel. So I had to switch chairs at half, so I will take credit for that. MVP me. Oh, my gosh. I grew up in a house like that, and I, I carried none of those superstitions with me. When Kenny Arnold used to shoot free throws, my dad would yell, Pits. Because <laughs> he had hairy armpits, and that was like his good luck word for Kenny Arnold. I don't know. I love, I love, I love your dad. Yeah. I mean, he would stand up and move chairs. or Well, if I don't you watch. You got a memory out well, of that, John. If, well, if I, if, if I don't watch, they'll probably win. I mean, he still does it. Like, I'll get texts from him during football games, like, every week this year. But horrible. I mean, he only texts me negative things, and I just <laughs> really? sit and laugh. It's like, dude, what the? You're world? not a negative guy. That surprises me. So your dad only texts you or calls you about negative stuff? Well, I mean, he's like most people that visit West message boards or are on Twitter. I mean, people seem to be mostly moved emotionally. Uh, or more incensed with the negative. Now, he's not a negative person either, but he. Uh, yeah, I'm like I, I just sit there and laugh, and I'll say, "Hey, you know, Debbie Downer, knock it off." Can you give it's, us your dad's it's, Twitter it's, handle? It's the, it's the first. We want your dad's it's, Twitter handle it's the right first now, John. Damn Miller. quarter, we want your dad's dad. Twitter handle. It's the first quarter, Dad. Don't give up. He's not on Twitter. I'm saying he texts me. Oh, he texts you. Yeah, no, he's not on Twitter. All right. Let's just, I think you should look. pay him for Hawkeye Nation. We'd love to see that. John Miller's dad, Mister yeah. Negative. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. All right. The lid has lifted on Basketball Podcast. Thanks for doing this. That was fun. I'm glad you uh, stayed up with me. Anytime, brother. Yep, our, we're Friday geeks, I guess. But this is, as I said, this is my kind of potty. Yeah, if we're Friday geeks because of basketball games, then geek me all year long. I'm down. <laughs> uh, for Wolfgang, I'm John. We'll talk to you soon.